0: fire out of so hopefully it'll help here here we go that's better what's up guys <clears throat> cutter nation podcast 67 here we are where the streak is humve alive day. we're still going we it's it today. Day. one of our most favorite humans of all time is on today but first don't forget please rate review subscribe share this um do everything you can uh, uh to to engage with us we need questions we need suggestions of people. Link us up with people. Tag us on Twitter. Also, don't forget to check out the online store. we got our awesome hats on here. These are 25 bucks plus shipping. And uh, we've got all our styles back. We've got our shirts. Strike out everyone because we know that pitchers need more love. It's not always about the dingers. It can be about both. And what a better segue to talk about somebody who can do both, Mr. Cordell Green. Welcome to the show.
1: Hey, thanks for having us. It's always good. Cash, I love you too. Give me a little, give me that Cutter Nation shirt, that Cutter Nation Okay, shirt. D- d- okay hold on, hold on,
2: hold on. So everybody, he intentionally calls me Cash and I love it so much. I have another, one of my, my best friend's dads calls me Kaz and everyone's like, yes,
0: Kaz. Like <laughs> just for the record, continue. That's awesome. Yeah. Yes. Uh, we yes. we, we, we all shirt, love though. each other pretty well.
1: Let me let's see I shirt for the people. Yes, that is one of my favorite shirts, by the way. One of my favorite shirts.
2: Just want, just want to throw that out there before we begin.
0: Well, I'll have to, uh, hopefully when we can get together again, I'll, I'll have to bring up a care package.
2: Hey, by the way, it is Red Nez Day. Um, okay. you you both missed the message. Yeah, I... I it's know. okay.
0: I wanted to wear the strike out Everyone shirt. I need to get better yeah. red shirt. Needs. Yeah, red's a tough mm-hmm. one to have a lot of, you know. I got yeah, a red Why don't you or? tell us about your? Yeah, yeah. So, Recently, you just uh, started an apparel line, also. What do we yeah. got? What are the options? Um, uh, what, what was the inspiration? To uh well
1: honestly i'm getting ready because uh we're working on the app right now so i'm going to come out with an app here in probably like two and a half months so you'll log in there the athlete will be able to onboard videos whether it's at home games whatever it is and i'll be able to prescribe certain deficiencies with those videos so i'll just click 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 they'll go home they'll have their rep and their set count of what they need to feel out what they need to be doing and then we'll obviously have a lot more progression kind of like a strength and conditioning program but for skill building um, and so I needed an official, I needed an official logo. I need to have merchandise. I need to be able to look the part, right? You need to be able to act the part, look the part. Yeah. So I said, yeah. Hey, need to rebrand the logo. Need to ramp up the merchandise because the merchandise was as old as my grandpa. When you went on the Shopify, it was like from 2017. Yeah. So we need a whole new rebranding. Um, that's kind of where the logo came from and all the merchandise, <laughs> but we offer sweatshirts and a shirt. We're going to, and shirts. Um, we got different color variations, different logo variations, but we'll expand to shorts hats all that but for now we're just starting out here seeing how it works and then going off of that
0: so it's a um remote training app or an in training app it doesn't matter right it doesn't matter if Both. you're at your gym yeah you're either at you're at your gym but it's basically like your notebook um mm-hmm. to to your program i love that you know you get the the natural ball player experience right there it's amazing
1: Definitely. Yeah. And I just I figured we're at the point where you're getting a lot of these companies, you know, whether it's uh, P3, whether it's Driveline, it's, it's these programs that already have online remote client access, uh, t- t- top tier. I mean, there's a lot of different ones that have these apps. And I think that if I'm gonna be able to stay competitive, to be able to work with the athletes at the next level, you gotta show that you're continuing to grow in the direction that these athletes are going with data-driven technology. I think that oh, no, is necessary. I'm in, uh, I'll, uh, hey. we'll talk. We'll talk, Well, we'll for you, we'll start the
0: process, but yeah.
1: I think I think what I wanted to touch on was last time what we were talking about the pitch logic ball Um, Mm -hmm. Obviously what you guys are doing right now with remote training because you guys are putting out some really good videos of working at home. Like you've got some different drill variations that I want to cover with you guys. Cause I'm seeing the benefit with whether it's your load, your back hip, it's getting a better peak, whatever it may be. You guys are doing a good job of developing to that remote training. That's something that I'm fortunate. I'm not doing right now because I've had the ability to still work with athletes. So kind of fill me in on the pitch logic, what you guys are seeing, and then we'll kind of see where it goes
0: from there. I got it somewhere around here. Right? Yeah. Uh, Actually, I don't even think I have it in me. They're all in the gym, my bag. No, it's in my my bag. Um, No, okay. So uh, the pitch logic ball is probably. So you and I have talked about um, the issues with radar guns, right? We've talked about that a lot extensively about, um, you know, sometimes they spike, um, sometimes they dip, um, sometimes they're affected by the volume of the gym. Um, and so the pitch logic ball is interesting to me because looking at the way guys are throwing and understanding that, you know, no technology is perfect, but you know, this seems to be one of the most accurate things that I can see where it's easy to expose, um, uh, uh things that I cannot see in person at low effort in these drills. And, and that's really where I like it. So starting to quantify, um, some of these drills where you're actually working on not only the movement pattern, but the spin efficiency at the same time seems to be the most effective thing that I'm seeing for kids to figure out things faster, which is mm-hmm. which is tremendous when it comes to skill development, you know, because think about for how long, you know, uh, uh, let's say a nine year old is, is throwing. Right. And a nine year old could probably develop a pretty gnarly habit of cutting or sinking the ball, or pronating or supinating too much without even realizing it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so the earlier that you can create that relationship of understanding of like the direction of the ball and how it's supposed to roll off your fingers and what that feels like and and being consistent with that, then then you can really start developing a mastery at an earlier age. And I think that's tremendous. That's why I enjoy it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cash, what do you think? Well, so it's
2: like this idea, you know, is 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 falls right in line with us talking about the rules. So I think something that is, uh, you know, like John just said, that's what I'm attracted to it by, right? It's the the awareness of, I think this move is everything. I think a lot of people like would agree with that. Like you have to come across the ball at some point like this. I care what you think about anything else. When the ball is coming out of your hand, we, we should be agreeing on that because that's how spin is created, right? So this is the whole point of technology, right? And so it's cool that, that is able to happen. Now, the the hard part is, you know, how do we, what do we do from there then? Right. You know, um, but I think the, the cool thing is, is that it's actually way more valuable than I think people are admitting. Right. I think just manipulating that part alone has huge implications for how the body wants to organize itself before and after that. Right. So the more that I learn about just like motor learning in general and how people acquire skill, Um, I I think the simpler you can make it, like the body is so intelligent. The brain, we don't even, we can't even wrap our minds around how, you know, we don't even understand what we don't understand. So Mm -hmm. it's easy to get lost in in the complexity of of throwing. It's easy to get lost in the complexity of nutrition, diet. Um, There's so many things that we can go into. So for you to be able to just simplify it into, okay, I don't know how I'm going to accomplish the task necessarily, right? But I'm going to make sure that my metrics are consistent, and I'm going to achieve something within this window. So it's really just like a safeguard in a world where a lot of people are confused by a lot of information. And I mean that you got to just have to understand how to keep it in context. It's not like other things that I think – what's the worst that could happen with with you using um, some of this technology, right? Like what's the worst that could happen from using a pitch logic ball? you right like i
0: yeah i think it totally one other thing that's tremendous is that it it's the next step to the data collection data collection process right the the so that what are the what are all the technologies that capture spin rap soto um stalker does it now track Track man Man. and what's the other one um strike 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 baseball we have there's one more. Um, there's one more big one. Diamond uh, Kinetics. Diamond Kinetics. Diamond Kinetics. But no. There's another like Trackman style one. What's it called? Um, Rapsodo. Have we no, said Rapsodo? We did say Rapsodo. Mm-hmm. There's another big one like that. Anyway, a uh, FlightScope. Oh yeah, That's Flightscope. What it FlightScope. There you go. Flightscope. And scope. then and then Yaper. So we're up to like ten technology companies that are kind of doing this, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. None of them have displayed the fact that you can capture spin in drills. It's yeah. always been on the mound situation, right? Mm-hmm. And oh. so if you're only capturing the data in the spin inside of those drills, then you're not maximizing the fun- you know, functionality mm-hmm. of technology on what it's doing. And,
2: yeah. and
0: I hadn't thought about it this, this before. One thing that John and I have always
2: agreed on is how mm-hmm. literal we want our drills to be. I don't want you to practice mm-hmm. something that is way different than what throwing it is. And so mm-hmm. you can kind of expose that. Like some people might be doing pivot picks with a ton of cut on the ball. It's like, don't do that right here. Pitch logic, yeah. it up five throws. is like, Oh, that's a whole different
0: throw for them. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So, yeah, especially. With was, the, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. We've
1: been yeah, talking. no, I, no, I was, what I was going to say is, so I play around with it. We've got, I've got a couple uh, college and pro guys that are coming on Saturday. We're going to use it. Um, it, for me, the momentum throws, it did not pick it up at all. Like uh-huh. it, it, it wouldn't pick it up at all. The best thing that I've gotten is exactly what you guys said and you guys beat me to it. It's a spin. I think that's been huge for our athletes is figuring out because they, they throw it and it's like, oh, well, you only got 78% spin efficiency. That's pretty ass. Uh-huh. Like you need to do a better job of spinning the ball and staying behind it. And as you're talking about, right? coming across like this and so i've seen a lot of jumps with that whether it's been the youth or it's been older older players so that's been nice uh the second thing that i like is how quick that's that's a big one mara i'll I'll be honest like and i have no problem blasting rap soto it at times the pitching one takes 25 seconds like i don't have 25 seconds in a session to sit there and stare at the tv for one answer like, if I can get it within a second, I'm going to take that over Rapsodo. So I would say that PitchLogger's done a good job of getting that out immediately, like before the ball even hits. <laughs> it's already it's already telling you data, which has been huge, because that's the type of uh, training styles that we have. We have a lot of athletes that are coming through quickly, and we need to be able to give them numbers and feedback right away. We can't sit there and waste our time. So that's been a huge thing for us. And then the big thing I noticed, it's just – it, like you're saying, cash—the worst thing that can happen is it runs hot, right? If I throw 95 on a stocker, yeah. but it throws 90, if it says 99. I'm gonna leave there feeling like big daddy. So I, I don't, I don't feel like that's a negative thing. I feel like that's a positive thing. That's something that I've been communicate well, with our athletes. But,
2: but those are the. I'm, I'm so glad you brought that up because it's. it's who cares? Just know that it's there, right? And have multiple as a training facility. Exactly. We have the yeah. burden of proof. We have to make sure that we have also a stalker and a radar gun mm-hmm. and a rep Like it's our job to be like continuing to grow, like you said. But mm-hmm. for the average consumer, like this offers the this offers kids everywhere to have something that cleans up their training now. So yep. it's hard I to argue with need that. To have it.
1: They need to have it. I would agree. Like, like, if it picks logic, if you're listening, you should be partnering with Little League. Like, that would be kind of my my thing. Don't let Diamond Connects beat you because they're in Easton's backyard. Just going to throw that one out there on a podcast live. Well, here's uh, and
0: here's the thing. Here's the thing with them, though. Here's what I, what I enjoy about the company, right, is mm-hmm. this is... Okay, so the way that they did this ball, this ball does not have to be upgraded. This will be the final version of this ball Mm -hmm. as far as the technology inside of it for a very long time. And we know how technology progresses fast, right? So Mm -hmm. the firmware updates that go into this is this thing can only get better, right? So I know that after talking to David Rankin from the CEO of PitchLogic that they will be doing a thing in the future. They just don't know Mm -hmm. when yet that will allow you to do your drill work. Right. So Mm -hmm. momentum throws will not be a problem to capture that data. And if you can rip and do spin efficiency at the same time like that, it is Mm -hmm. going to absolutely create some people that are animals with this baseball. Mm -hmm. Right. And I really think that that's what it's allowing to do. It's allowing some of these people, these pitchers to get better data faster so they can apply it and be like, you know, we're, we're doing it with, with Vance, with his changeup and his new changeup and his new two seam that he's, He's playing with it. He's starting to see where it's going. And Dude, you know what? I'm, I just
2: thought of something crazy. How I've never thought of this in my entire life.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Why don't pitchers throw long toss to outfielders as, uh, like, drill work? Like, throw them long, like, routes. Pop-ups.
0: Yeah. Just launch yeah, exactly. it, dude. Be-
2: and you could do it with pitch logic mm-hmm. balls so you don't yeah. ruin them. I, I think I think I think that would be, be so like,
0: fun. That would be so. I
1: think fun. I think it would be good. Pixel. I, I I personally think the pixel should be really good for any individual user. That would be like my personal like personal opinion is that this thing should be with everybody. It's like a it's like a a little league bat. You know, if if you have it. You're going to get yourself immediate feedback. You're going to help yourself get better at the game. It's very simple. Like this is not something that should be owned only by facility owners. Like we were talking about. I would love to see that. Speaking of long toss there, I went out for my first time and long tossed in a year. I didn't toss. I didn't long toss in a year, to be honest. Okay. And I long toss on, on Sunday and I was throwing the ball 400 feet on a line. I hope, like great, literally no bullshit. So no, sorry, I don't know if I'm loud. to sorry. You are. No, oh you yeah, are we're good. We're, hey, listen to bad. the wet path. Okay. <laughs> hey, we, hey,
0: we're, <laughs> okay. Hey, this is us back at your place in Seattle. We're just chilling. Okay. Uh, we're good. We're I know, good. I don't but, know. Yeah, if it's, it's that weird. weird.
1: It, but it was it was it was interesting because I I can tell flight path right. I can I can yeah. throw the ball and be like oh, I, I supinated that or pronated that way too much right because you can mm-hmm. see the ball just right taking off. And, but if you have a pixel logic ball, you're a young kid and you go to long toss, you have no clue. You're just like, oh, the ball went that way. Woo. Yay. Like, but that's the power of it in long toss because then you can yeah. see oh wow I was really I was really on the side of that ball but it was a <laughs> difference for me from going 350 on a line and having that thing sink 20 feet or having that thing have and just carry over the fence like I'm Big Daddy like and that's what pitch logic can help all kids figure out and that's what
2: I love it about the long toss cast so when we say kids I just thought of this so how young can a kid look at this stuff and like be like oh yeah I get that how how what's what do you think that threshold is is it 12 Nine. Yeah. You I was, think it's nine? I was going to say eight nine. or nine. Okay. Yeah,
1: for sure. Unless the kid's lost in the birth lottery, like he's behind. Like, there are some athletes that just like aren't mentally there. Like, I get it. Like, I'm not saying that he's, like, slow. What I'm saying is that, like, some take longer to develop. It's just the way it goes. If you have kids that are, like, somewhat halfway witty, like, they'll figure it out at nine
0: or ten pretty easily. They'll look at it. Oh, look, yeah, it's been a I was just, just. Could you imagine if he started them at seven? Like, and just yeah. really just, like,
2: well, I'm mean, asking because I think the key is, is like, if you have an eight year old, don't tell them what to do. You know, like the, if mm-hmm. you're using pitch logic with your kid, you should probably be like sitting back and like letting them figure out the app, like teach mm-hmm. it, like let them play it like a, a video game and really let them do it because you know, the point would be the whole point of technology is to put it back into the athlete's hand. Right. Mm-hmm. So if you can just be like, Hey, well, look at your hit tracks number and like, oh, now I'm twice as good, like, that everybody wins because I get to sit and watch you and, like, make sure that you understand now how to play the game too, right, and mm-hmm. how to be a good human being. But if you know how to, like, get your swing off and, and throw the ball where you want to, like, w- what are we talking about anymore, right? Then we're good. Yeah, you
1: need – they need to say it like that. That was a really, that was a very good way of saying it. Play it like a video game. I'm serious. You need to you need to remember no, that. That was very good. For sure. I no, like that it, a lot. Well,
0: yeah. Think about it. Like, what's Hit Tracks do? They have their leaderboard and everybody's trying to compete to be on that thing. And then, like, yeah. could you imagine that you could just be in a community on a leaderboard and it shows Dylan is fastball or Chapman's? Well, <laughs> <or>, mm-hmm. <and laughs> you could see the spin rate. And it's all like, well, that's what these, like, we're not talking. It's kind of like how golf puts all of their numbers out on, like, now, when a guy comes up because everything's on flight scope, like you see the guy's average club speed, you see the guy's average diff- distance, you see the guy's history. Like they're showing 3D models in like 10 seconds of each uh drive the guys had, you know, and where the average ones are, of the ones are landing of the day of the people playing. So, you know, the technology's there. That I, I just don't think Major League Baseball realizes how much better it would make the game if we could see all this.
2: I got another idea. I forgot to tell you. Um, so yeah. I've been doing on 20% days. Um, this kid from Massachusetts that I'm working with, I had him do like, uh, so he be, he does two knee drill and he was like throwing 55 on pocket radar. <clears throat> and, um, and by the way, he just got a pitch logic ball too. I'm pretty sure. Mm, nice. So he's going to have pocket radar and pitch logic. But anyway, and I'm like, okay, you can't, you can't move on on a 20% day. You can't move on past knee throws until you hit 60, 59, 59, 59, 59, 62. Oh, interesting. Okay. And then I did. So when I, when he started being able to use momentum in K drill and sideways walking throws, then we, then it was like, okay, you can get a 75. Okay. And this kid can hit like 82 so far. Okay. Hit throw a 75. Okay. Now you have to throw a 68. And those 68s are so – they're telling of everything how it works. Like if a kid doesn't know how to control his body, he doesn't know how to control Mm -hmm. his back leg, he'll start accelerating and then slow down to throw the ball 68. Like So that's what I always tell kids uh, about John is – and I tell this to pro guys like everybody. What's so impressive about watching John throw is his low effort throws are rooted in the same movements as his high effort throws – and then all he does is like turn the volume up where a lot yeah. of people are like volume all the way high. And then they're just like putting pillows on the, on the volume, like, you know, like dampening everything instead of like managing it. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, yep. it, it's an interesting, I hadn't ever done that before. And then it's like, it also takes them off because then you'll be like, okay, you get that 68. It took them like eight throws and then you'll be like 74 and they'll get it like right mm-hmm. away. And it's like, Oh really? Um, yeah. So, and, and then last thing, just while I'm got the floor and, and then I'll, I'll sit back. The last thing that I haven't, um, that I've been getting people to do is duck out. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know if you've played with this, but no. I don't know if you know our Bobby client, uh, our, our Bobby client, our client, Bobby. Okay. But Bobby has struggled with command. Okay. He worked his butt off and has gained tremendous, um, he's gotten way better. And, I opened him up. Did I tell you this, by the way? No. Dude, Bobby threw like 30 of 40 pitches right at his target. Mm-hmm. Like this is unheard of with Bobby's command. And what we were mm-hmm. trying to do is he opens up so much. Like his chest is almost facing home plate when his front foot hits the ground. And so we've all, we've always been like, um, you know, chest got to be sideways. Get, get, more clothes, yeah. get more clothes, get more clothes, get more clothes. And I opened up his feet and didn't, you know, didn't close off his his front or his lower half, but his upper yeah. half is going to want to do that anyway. And it was mm-hmm. unbelievable. So those are the biggest things that I've been like through this remote training stuff. Is you know I get a little bit of Taylor and Vance, and, and I've played with that a lot, but I, they, they they're kind of in their groove right now. They don't really want to yeah. be messed with. So with my remote training kids, just doing this, unreal how fast it gets them in their glute. And that's not even, I didn't think of that. That's the Doug Latta thing where mm-hmm. a lot of his first guys he'll get in. Cause when you open this up, you can't create momentum. You have to mm-hmm. use your glute to make a move. There's no other yep. way to do it. So when you close off the front side, now you can use momentum, which is you need both skills, right? Uh, you got a phone call.
0: All right. Just, Hey, um, uh, jump back in. Hold on. Yeah. Dang. Hold on. Hold on. Sorry guys. Uh, yeah. Um, that, that's interesting though. Cause that makes sense. Um, with me cause I was just playing with that the other day when you were talking about ducking out, right? Yeah. So, so it's like, like,
2: okay, so this is how Garrett Cole throws, right? So Garrett Cole takes the most neutral thing ever. And so good athletes, if they are, if they can trust center and balance, they can move unbelievably fast. Right. And so when you see guys like, you know, the big huge leg kick guys from the past, right. You got to realize this is a really smart adaptation for them to make. Right? when you see a lot of the Asian players have huge momentous leg kicks, mm-hmm. right? There's huge advantages to that because a lot of those dudes, like big Asians, are like what 62, six yeah. There's not a, like what you know. It's just that's just how they're that's how they're built, and so they have to mm-hmm. find more creative ways to do it. They can't just like speed game everything or just power game everything. They'll mm-hmm. never win that way.
1: Yeah. So, wait, wait, okay. So kind of going back to you know. Uh, things that you're noticing right uh a lot of the college players around here because there's a lot of old school coaches here and i'm not really going to like shy at it there's a lot of people that have the throw harder mentality they get out there and just pound the strike zone and there's no actual coaching going on whether it's biomechanical it's mental whatever it may be Um, and when we get these college guys in they have absolutely no clue how to control their 50, their 60, their 70, their 80, their 90. It's just it's almost like it's foreign to them. And I'm like, dude, you're a you like you're a very successful 20-year-old picture. You should be able to how to you should understand how to be able to throw 20% and mm-hmm. still have the same Right. You're talking about that same foundation yeah. or organization yeah. of the body. Like it, that shouldn't be hard for you to do. And that's what's interesting is when I personally, so like we've been putting a lot of emphasis on sticking our blocks, right? on uh, long D cells, right? I'm really just buying into this and I'm seeing a lot of growth when it comes to biomechanics being able to repeat them at a high frequency versus having them break down when they get to a high frequency, right? As you're talking about with the pillows, trying to go over the stereo, right? The, the output completely changes, or not the output, but the frequency waves they're throwing on completely changes, right? So getting them to understand that 20, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80 has been a huge development in not only their arm longevity their biomechanical patterning, their pitch depth. I mean, if there's something that coaches need to really buy into, it's, I, 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 I personally say the drive line, right? The drive line, the plyo balls, the understanding of your hybrid A, your B, your recovery days, as you guys have more specificity to that, 20% days, 30% days. I think coaches need to really hop on that. I don't think if you're going to be teaching throwing, you should be always teaching 100% throwing. And that's what the majority of coaches around the country are doing a lot of guys like us are brand new. We're new age thinkers, right? We make sure to take care of the arm. We have different reps and set counts based off your drill volume. Like I think that that's a direction that we need to go and cast are touching light on it. If you're able to do that, you're able to find different uh, uh, efficiencies. Like you're talking about the glute load because you got him ducking, right? You got him opening up. And and that's a big thing that us coaches need to pay more attention to and be okay with open-minded to.
0: And with that, they like you can uh, just small thing you can with the pitch logic ball, you can just like put a memo in on what drill you're doing and then track it at the same time with what you're doing. Right. And mm-hmm. so it just adds to, you know, you like you're saying, like the college guys aren't allowed to throw in front of a radar gun every time. So the feedback idea doesn't make sense to them. They don't get mm-hmm. it. Right. Yep. So we have people in the gym that are like, your warm-up throws, your, your lean back throws, your K drill, you get feedback, right? You want to be able to matter. And, and, it, and it means something. That's like, why so we're I, measuring it. Cause but, it matters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, and if you're looking at, if you're looking at this idea as like the radar gun is bad and it's going to teach you a bad thing, like the radar gun will also like, you'll learn from it. Like it, it might be good for you to actually do like throw too hard in front of it and be like, you know what? I, I probably shouldn't have done that. I probably should have backed mm-hmm. off. What the heck yes. was I doing? Right? Yeah. Like you, you know, and being like you you have to learn, like we're idiots sometimes as ball players, right? And we go way too hard. I know.
1: You see a number and you see a number and you just think number. That's all you think of. You become stupid. You become so stupid as a thrower. It's like okay, hey, we could be working on sequencing. We can work on tunneling, pick step. I mean, there's a plethora of items that you can choose, and it, it, it's it's not the multiple choice question that we're giving ourselves. It's like we're yeah. giving ourselves the one answer. We see velo throw hard. That's it. Yeah. But That's not. That's that's not coaching. That's not training. That's not player development. Like it's completely <laughs> backwards. It's false.
0: I uh, I have a I want to give this guy some props real quick. He said something the other day. Um, and I used it in a in a remote training session yesterday. I hadn't told you about this, um, okay, Phil. Well. So uh, I had two kids throwing, uh, two mm-hmm. nine-year-olds throwing, mm-hmm. and um, we do a strike competition. And they have a target, the one through nine target. And I told them, okay, we're gonna live our standards today. Okay, mm-hmm. we're not gonna try to be. We just we're just gonna try to miss in the box instead mm-hmm. of being instead of being one through nine or like mm-hmm. seven, eight, nine, the bottom three, the whole thing is good, right? And if you go close to it, I'll be a judgment call, and i will if it's close, I'll give it to you, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, so when they lowered their standards, then I raised up, okay, so here's the only stipulation. You gotta stay above 52, that's it, that's it. You guys have already yeah. shuffled and gone from there. So once we got them to lower their standards, they're ripping 59s and 58s right? right in the middle of the box,
1: mm-hmm. smoking
0: the five. Mm-hmm. And and so one is terrible and, and bounce it. And I go, hey, your standards are too high if you care mm-hmm. that much. Like, think about the 15 you just did. And so, you know, I don't remember where he got that from. But, you know, that's – we play off each other like that. We hear things and he says mm-hmm. stuff. and well, it's, You know, it's he's into the psychology of the thing. And it was – once they lowered their standard on it and they weren't afraid of the number, like, oh well, that's you know, and like instead of making it like where their number should have been like 58 or 59, I said mm-hmm. it just so achievable. Then I was like, Well, let's just see how much over you can do it, you know. And so mm-hmm. it was, they were PRing inside of this little strike competition game. Mm-hmm. And then they went like it was first to three, and I think they went to like seven overtimes between the two of them.
1: Yeah, right. These two were well, love- competing. Well, speaking of that, speaking of just the changing the stimulus, right, changing your training method, what's funny is a lot of the older guys, right, they see the radar gun, they're trying to throw hard, and it's like, we do primarily a lot of, you know, 70, 90, 50 days, right? It's very rare I'm going to have them come in there, and I'm like, hey, let's just throw 100%, because I personally don't believe that, A, they're doing enough in the weight room, or they're not on the right strength conditioning, which is where I push, obviously, who I believe, the optimal, right, Andres, or they're not patterning up well enough that I think that they need to get throwing hundred. Like that's, that's just my personal opinion. When you watch him throwing, he just, I don't think I should let you off the leash, but you should see the moment I do let him off the leash. And like, there's a great kid. He's coming in here. He's throwing like 84, 85. And I'm like, bro, just trust me. You're doing a great job with your block. You're working on your D cell. Like I, I promise you, you're going to throw well over 90. He comes in on his hundred percent day, throws 96. And he's like, He's like, oh, my gosh. You know, he's all tripping out. He's like, can't believe I did it. And I'm like, 96? 96. Well, yeah, 96. 96. It was, a, it was a pull down, But it, still, like, how yeah. fantastic for that kid. Like, hey, bro, you got to trust the process. All yeah. I'm trying to teach you is how to pattern up better so that when you hit, like, as John does, you turn the volume up. Boom. Everything goes. And as soon as he saw that, he's like, okay, yeah, I'll do that. And the next thing you know, I got four other kids on his team trying to come in and do stuff. And I'm like this is how it should be. It shouldn't be us that are leading this. Everybody should be listening. They should be paying attention. Cass, you do a great job. John, do a great job. There's other people like us that are leading this. And I think that this is where baseball needs to go because we're seeing huge dividends. People are prioritizing the right things, the sequence, the order, the chain.
2: Yeah, I mean, what I just keep on getting caught up in is is how much this starts taking you into people's lives, right? And then mm-hmm. it's just, it's where...
1: Oh, did we lose you? I'm looking hot though. Ooh. 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 <laughs> can you see it? Ooh. Yeah. Hey, uh, it's, I can hear it's a little mumbled. I'm next to my... I'm, like, literally right next to my router. But you're fro- oh, Oh, uh, it bounced a little That's bit. That's weird. And maybe we're back. All right, I think we're back. You think we are? I don't know what's going yeah. on. It's a little... It's a it it's catching up now. I'm like literally on top of my router. So
0: I don't think I, I I think it's literally the connection. I'm not sure what's happened. I think it's okay. So I was just
2: saying, so when it's like we weaponize them and, and it's, you know, it was something that I was like, okay, I'm pretty sure this is happening now. I'm like, I know for a fact, this is happening. People have talked about it. I see it. The confidence that kids get when they acquire a skill like throwing it's unbelievable how it makes them feel in other parts of life, Mm -hmm. right? So when we have kids that come in and they're throwing like 45 and their friends are throwing 52 and then they get up to their friends and then they start like competing against their friends. Mm -hmm. Oh my goodness. Mm -hmm. It's, they, they, they don't come in different. Like it's, it's a completely different kid a year later. And I, and I used to say this all the time, you know, like speaking of like Bobby gains like 65, 70 pounds or whatever it is. Like, like kids will completely transform the way that they look, you know, and, and the way that they walk and talk and act. It's yeah. just, it's unreal, man. So that's such a good
1: feeling. Such a good feeling. Good job. You guys, I I, I mean, you guys do a great job. Yeah, I'm
0: serious.
2: You guys do a great job.
0: Of it's so fun I'm, I'm, though. I'm, it's, I, that's what I was going to, I was going to ask you about like how, so, you know, the people that don't know you, dude, how about
2: sea do. bass that like like <laughs> kids like sea bass, right? Yeah.
1: CBAS is ahead. Like, that's okay. There's a few athletes. And I think you can think of the same thing of people that walk into your facility, and they're mentally so far ahead. Uh, And this is kind of a personal uh, story about CBAS. So CBAS is listening to this, he's gonna fully enjoy where I'm going with this. Uh, There is a select organization, um, and we used to train outside of their facility. And the owner uh, was giving Seabass a hard time on one of his misses. Right, he rolled one over and uh, he said, "Oh, looks like another F6 right there." And Seabass immediately, without a thought, turned around and goes, "Not against your shitty teams." <laughs> and I, 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 and you should have seen the guy. He got a little butt hurt. He got a little <laughs> butt hurt. And next thing you know it's sea bass has got this adult pin like verbally pinned. this guy just needs to tap out it's over dude you lost <laughs> kid one but that's that's the type of kid sea bass is and i'm i i kind of talk i like hey man you're so confident you're so good that you might need to like tone it down a hair because it's people get uncomfortable people get nervous Around that, because they don't feel like they're ever going to win. And I was like, bro, you're playing varsity as a freshman. You're going to get yourself in a little bit of a, a heat, probably with some seniors there because you're able to talk better than them and you most likely play better. But uh, short story <laughs> Steve Ass is a savage. He's doing great. Um, he's in quarantine at home right now. A lot of the athletes. He was the one that came
0: to the clinic, right? That we did, right? Yep, he, oh, yeah. man, I'm so yeah. happy for that kid.
1: Yeah. bass is a savage, bro. bass will do just fine. He'll play college ball. And if he gets some size, he'll probably have an opportunity to play pro
0: ball. So that's be cool. Super cool. But, yep. the, but the cool thing is too, is like, he lo- he loves the process. And that's what I was going to ask you. Like, I feel like when he says weaponized and I've seen you, I know you, I know your antics, you've created this environment with a flamethrower because it's <laughs> fun. Right. Yeah. So like, these ideas that you come up with, man, like there's mm-hmm. so much fun and people are scared, right? Like I've people like, you know, that guy, like, would you let your son go in that? One thousand percent. Yes. Like you got to oh, understand yeah. where it com- comes from. Can you tell the people about like what the idea is behind your place and like what you're trying to do?
1: Uh, I'd say honestly, and this is kind of goes back to myself, I'd say. And I think a lot of ideas incubate with the self when it comes to like your environment and who you are. Um, I think that for me, I needed to know that it was okay to fail. I needed to know that it was okay to experiment, be creative. Um, I, I felt like I had a lot of pressure when I was younger to be really good. Um, and my dad was just an unreal athlete. Um, I felt a lot of pressure there and, you know, creating an environment where athletes can come in, they get good instruction, there's discipline, right? There's structure to it, but they can yet fail and not feel like there's any emotional or negative result oriented implications and i think that that's where a lot of coaches uh, don't understand character um, and, and the environment that we have is like select it's handpicked i don't want to bring in everybody or anybody you know that you're the only person that's ever done a camp with my clients like to be just straightforward i don't ever let anybody in because an environment is super sensitive if you bring in the wrong people it'll affect it completely and so that's why I, I, I do these antics, I see that it works, it creates a, a rare or a uh, incremental growth with progression. And I feel like the more that we're able to get ourselves around people like yourself and, and build this environment, like, no one's going to compete with us up here. I mean, you might have more money than me, driveline, but I'm coming, baby. I'm coming tough. And I am going to train like no other until I'm able to compete and keep athletes like that because I love the game so much and I love training. Like, I will do this until the day I die. So that, that, you, you better be ready. And so, I think that's the same with you guys.
2: So I think um, the thing that just screams to me is, like, the gang and, mm-hmm. and how, like, you know... I have been scared in the past to like lean too hard into a certain way. Cause I don't want to mm-hmm. Dude, there's so much value in just like leaning into exactly who you are. Um, right. And then just like blowing it up. Right. Because like young mm-hmm. men love this young boys love this. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's like, this isn't news to anybody. Right. I'm not saying anything that people don't know. Like what dude, being a, being a teenager is a weird time for everybody. Right, and as you're going through that, you're not like leaning on your girlfriends, right? You're leaning on your dudes, yeah. mm-hmm. and when you Agreed. can like have, when you can have guys that are like-minded, that are just going hard, it doesn't matter what it is, dude. If you have, if you have theater friends that are like into it, that's that's all I'm saying. It doesn't matter what you're doing, mm-hmm. right? Like the, the biggest thing when I was in, um, I, I played trumpet through college. And mm-hmm. I was not very inspired to be in band. But my sophomore year, two dudes joined the band from Eau Claire. Um, one of them played. I don't know if you know the band Boney Um, Guy mm-hmm. won a Grammy in 2012. Um, but John Dehaven is the trumpet player on the title tra- track for Emma Forever Ago. One of the Ooh. best songs I've ever heard.
0: Okay. These guys okay. were brilliant,
2: and he was the fourth trumpet player at the Eau Claire Jazz Band. The fourth. Mm-hmm. That's how good the Eau Claire Jazz Band is. Is like this mm-hmm. dude was brilliant. And anyway, I was inspired by how psycho they were, right? Like <laughs> the other guy, um, Dan, bass player. Uh-huh. Um, like, yeah, yeah, just fantastic. Yeah, um, unreal. And so that's that's what that's what you're doing, right? Mm-hmm. Like you're you can't just do flamethrowers and not back it up with the kind of you know not just like human development, right? Like you have yeah. to grow, help kids grow up and be a father well, figure. I think,
1: well, I think that parent, I think that parents trust you. I think that that's the number one thing that I'll always respect is that like at the end of the day, you just had a, a, a parent. I mean, obviously I'm not a parent. Um, you guys aren't parents yet. I mean, I plan on being a parent, but you just handed over pretty much your responsibilities for the next 21 years or that 21 year period. And so if you're able to show that you're able to grow and develop these young athletes, I think parents will build an amount of respect for you and they'll market you without ever doing any sort of info marketing or publishing on Facebook or whatever it may be. They'll speak the highest words about you in volumes. And so having clients be able to trust us with their kids is huge and i think that you guys would say the same thing you guys do a fantastic job down there that you guys are able to have you know 40 50 people come in a day that's 40 or 50 people's you know kids think about that for a second that's a lot of parents it's a hundred parents that trust you and i think that that's where we lose a lot of trainers is that they get uh simple minded or selfish and they don't respect the time of the athlete as much as their athlete respects their time And I think that that's where you and I uh, or us have done a good job in training is that they know that the moment that I'm done training them, the moment you're done training them, you're going to post them on social media, you're going to build them up, you're going to take video, you're going to go watch their video, you're going to send them an email recap, whatever it may be, but you're going to have their best interests always. And that's, that's a fantastic thing that I've seen from you guys, too.
2: I just can't, I can't not be in their head. Right. I think this is, it doesn't Mm -hmm. matter what I, what I'm doing. I just, I'm always thinking about how are other people experiencing this? Um, Mm -hmm. And if I, if I'm not happy, if I wouldn't want to be on the other end myself, you know, I just can't, I can't live with it. So, so I think Mm -hmm. it's, yeah, it's, I was talking to a player last night about having a carrot and having something chase Mm -hmm. you. Um, You know, so it's like, if you want to, you want to like get a, a rat to move fast, mm-hmm. you like starve it and then go give it cheese. But if you want to make <laughs> it move real fast, no, you want right. to make it move real fast, you'll starve it, give it cheese and then put a cat on the opposite side of the cheese. And it's mm-hmm. going to go twice as fast. Mm-hmm. And, oh, yeah. you know, so some of this stuff, like I always, <laughs> it's, I, I you got to know when to turn it on with the, the older kids. And obviously the younger mm-hmm. kids is a different thing, but I'm like, this, this is primal, right? This is simply mm-hmm. just like, Hey, you got to understand the difference between right and Mm -hmm. wrong in the same way that you got to know how to, you know, be balanced in your finish. It's the same stuff.
1: Exactly. So, hey, ready, ready for this one. So we had this kid and he hits the ball, like literally exit velocity can be up to like 104. Right. When he when he's hitting and uh, he misses a lot. And so I was like, all right, I've tried the nice guy. I've tried biomechanics. We've gone, you know, we've gone through the whole spiel. So I was like, hey. Every time you miss a pitch, you get to do 30 seconds of planking, right? And this is like halfway through the session. I'm like, "You, dude, you got like 40 minutes left of hitting. Good luck. Right? And so this kid gets in there and doesn't miss one. He's fouled it off or he's hitting it fair. And so his dad comes up to me at the end. And he's like, you know, I didn't think about this, but when he was in Little League or when he was even younger, I used to go out to the field with him and I used to give him a point system. And every single time that he'd able to get to the point system, I'd get him a gift, whatever it was, you know, going to get ice cream, whether it was going to like to get a new bat, whatever it was. But he's like, I didn't really think about how much that impacted him until I just watched those, those 40 minutes after you said that. And he goes, I, and so I tell him, I'm like, hey, this is exactly how I'm treating you every time you come in to train. Like you get in the plank awareness pro program. So it's just interesting how that works. The carrot idea.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I just thought of another idea. Um, Yesterday I'm training another kid from the East coast. He's seven. And we've talked a lot about like the mental side of things and like calming kids down. Um, So I needed a way to calm this kid down and make him not think. So he was just all over the place in the K drill and he just simply needed to be balanced and then, you know, use his backside and throw the ball. I had him start doing the ABCs Mm -hmm. and it was instant. I'm like, yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, so I go ABC and he had to get to like T and then it was like, okay. And then I started going, okay, no, start at J and he goes, J L M N O P. (laughs) Good. Keep going. Yeah. Okay. Throw it. Right. And so these little simple tricks, it's its so fun because I know that there's some this this nervousness. And then I'm so I'm I'm just impressed. You know, I, I'm I, I suppose I'm saying I'm proud of myself for noticing that this is a seven year old and the ABCs and one, two, three are really accessible. Right. And so then I had him start counting. I'd say, like, count backwards from 30 and then 20. And, and that was so fun for me to watch. I'm freaking 3,000 miles away from this kid. Mm-hmm. And I just got him to go. And then he was just hell ripping yeah. balls, ripping it. Uh-huh. You know what I mean?
1: Hell yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. Look at that. I see you, Mr. Genuine, in the back. Hey, you looking good. You looking good. You, <laughs> you, 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 hey, you sip that success juice right there. You
2: sip yeah, it. Baby, there, sir. Yeah, baby. <laughs> hey, yeah. Hey, we played. Hey, I, got, I, got, I got this most annoying chirp I've ever heard yeah. in my life. Um, baby
0: ham, baby ham, baby ham, baby ham,
2: baby ham, baby, hum, hey, baby hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Hell yeah.
1: Osio, hey. Osio kid. <laughs> Dude, I you can't, know Ossio. Uh yeah. Osio is our rival, yeah, but let him know who won always.
2: Yep, oh. yep. all right. Always. Sorry. Sorry. Hey, yeah. Hum, hey. Uh
1: hey, no, uh so something for you, John. Um when I when I'm throwing here, so I I don't know if anybody knows, but I'm going to break all of Driveline's plyo records here in four weeks. I'm going to take all of them. I'm going to be the number one guy on all the plyo balls. I am been determined to beat all the records. So it's here now, you can hear it first, but I'm going to go for all the plyo records that they have, like the rockers. What, the, the, what are they?
0: What are the records right
1: now? Okay, I'll, I'll pull it here, I'll show you here. Because I got them written on the whiteboard because I look at them obsessively every day just so I can remind <laughs> myself. Dude, my heart rate so, is going so
2: fast yeah, right now. I didn't know this good. was a thing.
1: <laughs> this is definitely a thing. Hold on. Let me flip it here. Okay. I flip my camera. If they'll do. Okay, so the DL is their records. And this is how far off I was when I tested them uh, like a month ago. So I'm 3.1 off. So you can see mine, 78.7, 75.6. So you can see 4.6, 5.84. I didn't do a rocker with the blue ball. So you can see five, 3.2, and 0.1 off on those. So those are the records 90.8, 97.8 with the yellow walking lineup, 102.4 with the walking lineup gray. There's 74-4 with the rocker B or with the Rocker Blue, Rocker Red, 86.5, Rocker Yellow, 92.4, and then Rocker Gray 96. This is exciting. So I'm gonna be going for all of those. I'm gonna be going for all of those. Can you get We're a camera crew weeks, and, and,
0: gonna... and make this a full-on event, please? Please. Yeah, I definitely Yeah, we, we get people in there. I need Why are you to, doing yeah, this for no. do that.
1: Yeah, what, what's the purpose? Uh, where's,
0: want... the, where's the inspiration? Uh,
1: Because okay, so we've had all I personally want to show that what I'm doing works. That's one I want them. I want people to know when they come in here, that I respect myself just as much as the athlete that I'm training. So I make sure that I know the stuff that I'm testing out is working. I know that the strength conditioning program on is working. I know that the supplements, whatever it may be, is working, right? So that we can do a good job of incorporating that communication to the athlete. But secondly, I want them to know I don't have the money that the driveline has or, you know, these other huge facilities. But I can guarantee you, you're going to see the same amount of gains without that technology. I can see it. Right. I've got a camera that can slow things down. My eyes do a good enough job of picking up these deficiencies. And I want the athletes to know that, hey, I might not have all those fancy gadgets, but I can definitely teach it exactly the same. And there is there's a lot of connection because we've had drivelines shut down up here. And then I have had probably, I don't know, 10 other athletes come in and I can see exactly what they're working on. I, I'm like, hey, it's this, this, and this, isn't it? Boom, they show me their program. It's exactly what it is with their biomechanical analysis. And it's like, see, it doesn't take a rocket science to figure this out. It doesn't take hundreds of thousands of dollars. I can do the exact same thing. And that's another uh, thing that I wanna be able to say is, hey, like I can do this too up here. So, um, And then after that, on my birthday, you're gonna see me throw a hundred off the bump. That is going to happen. That is going to be Woo! my birthday gift to the world. When's your birthday? It is June 28th. So I, so I'll, I'll test. I'll, so I'll deload for a week before I test the plow balls, and then I'll go through another two programs, and then I'll go on my birthday for that 100 miles an hour. But to, to give you guys perspective, I got 98 the last time I did it. So That's with so stalker, with a stalker, with a stalker. And
0: hey, if it was an idea of the stalker, just saying, it might have been a Hundo with Pitch Logic.
1: hey wait well the pitch logic ball is going to be thrown in that so they can get data on that i want
0: to see it i I can't wait i I cannot wait to see this please if you guys haven't if you guys don't follow this absolute savage he's only talking about throwing the guy also hits bombs from his knees Uh, hey (laughs) hey. dude that got i thought that was so sick it got oh that was a great
1: video Bro, I sent all that stuff to Sports Center. No love. It's just zero love. I'm like, bro, I'm throwing it out from my knees. Bro, like, how is that not sick? Like, come on, who does that?
0: Dude, did you see what you should have sent it to pitching ninja? Uh, did pitching, you see? Uh,
2: there you go. Have you seen the the share your music stuff with Steven Piscotti and Willie Lamarche? Uh-uh, no. Is it pretty good? Well, so there's nobody's doing it besides mm-hmm. me and like four or five other people. But LaMarche was on uh, MLB Network, and he's been like sharing my videos. So it's no it's funny. way. I'm not. I'm not very good, but it's been fun because like quarantine. What's up? Just playing my oh, yeah. playing my music. <laughs>
1: look at look at you. I see you out there getting that plug because I saw you guys had him on the podcast, right? Am I correct there? Uh, no. Who? No. are not you guys going to have somebody on from? No, it was um. No, it was hundred ten percent. Sorry, it's hundred and ten percent.
2: No, no, no. no. I was supposed, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe but, yeah, I, no. I could, I could ask,
0: Mister. You should maybe, maybe we can do a because I can have six people at once on this platform. Maybe we could set mm-hmm. up a um, dude, I, honestly, a four honestly, or I think five it would people. be a disaster. You should, yeah, <laughs> should <have
2: been>.
0: yeah. <laughs> you know who we got tomorrow?
2: No, we who? got Gene Larkin, and Carrie Lightenberg. and all I'm Woo! gonna do is talk to them about about baseball in the '90s. Yeah. Larkin yeah. So, uh, like, hey, give, give you're me gonna,
1: a gonna get Co- story.
0: Hey,
1: well, you're gonna, well, you're gonna give coach ball game a chub.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Hey, so
2: you. By the way, listen to the Wack Podcast. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man,
2: there was there was yeah. a one line that uh, not safe for work at all. <laughs> yeah, not at all.
1: We'll yeah, save that for
2: the uh,
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like Robbie talking. <laughs> hilarious ha- hilarious Hi. uh, <laughs> all right so uh tell me a little bit more about um optimal uh andres how'd you get to know him how long you've been working with him um maybe a little bit about uh, i found it interesting about the details of the program about how he does it
1: hmm um so he reached out to me actually on Instagram and uh, we had kind of go back and forth over talking. I was like, yeah, dude, I'm down in the area. Um, and he was pretty close to Scottsdale at that time. Um, and my mom lives 15, 20 minutes north of Scottsdale. So I was like, yeah, I'll come down and work out. Worked out with him. The funny part about when I worked out with him is that this is when I was on my own program and I was, you know, working out like literally twice a day. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to be a badass. You know, I gained 25 pounds in that year. Did absolutely nothing with my velocity besides make me slower. Um, and so I went down and worked out with him and I actually threw up my back. If you were to ask him, like, I literally threw out my back so tough, bro. Like, I had to go home and get tram it all for my mom just to, like, (laughs) walk. And, like, I had to go to the airport the next day. Like, so it wasn't, like, the best, like, interaction in in the beginning. But I was like, hey, man, like, I really like your stuff. Like, uh, it's my fault. Like, I work out a whole bunch. Like, it's not your fault. It's not your training. Like, I'll be the one to admit it. And so we all got, we got to laugh about it. And so three months later, I onboarded. Um, And so it's been a little under a year. It'll be a year next month um, from when I first onboarded with him. Um, And I I firmly believe in the conjugate method, what I've seen with our athletes. So we have 43 athletes that are on his program right now. Um, And all of the athletes have seen growth, all of them. I have not had one athlete that has gone down or has plateaued. All of them have been showing whether it's incremental, but they have been showing growth based off his program. Um, and so, how it works with us is we do three days a week, um, and you'll get a three week program. Uh, and after every two, three week programs, you're gonna assess. So, the assessments are pretty key to seeing whether the athlete is progressing or regressing. Um, and then I kind of pair that up with the skill building side of it when it's the hitting and the throwing. Um, and that allows us to kind of develop a good game plan. But I'll, I'll be honest, man, I feel great. I'm 29 years old, like I'm a grandpa in baseball. But I feel fantastic when it comes to this game, uh, and I would say because of him, he's done a fantastic job of develop me and like to give metrics. Uh, my box squat was 250 when I first started. Last time I box squat, I could do 480. You know, my deadlift is oh, it's 600. I could barely deadlift 400. So my point here is, is that he knows what he's doing. It's in there. It's it's adding. Uh, potential energy and kinetic energy towards my force vectors, which is allowing me to have a better kinetic chain. Like I have a way better glute and hamstring load. I'm able to sit and engage my lower half a lot better. I have better layback. I have better peak internal pronation. Like there is a plethora of mechanical things that have been developed through my strength building in the weight room. And I think that that's where a lot of athletes get it wrong. You don't know what you're doing. I can sit here and tell an athlete, and I don't care how good you are. You have no clue what in the hell you're doing in the weight room. And I have no problem telling you. Like, And that's the reason why I outsourced it to somebody who's made it their living like literally that is how that person survives in life is teaching people how to lift and get the most out of their body go partner up and go pay for that because that is where you're going to see the biggest dividends in my personal opinion is in the weight room i i think that we can skill build all day but the best thing that you're going to see when it comes to your numbers is weight room you're frozen on me big sexy can
0: you hear me we can hear you just fine i think just the video is kind of chopping in and out but um so uh it's very intriguing uh to hear some of your stuff uh and everything. so you've been with him a year um Mm -hmm. one of the things that i've noticed too just in following this journey with you and seeing you uh especially with the doctor and i'd like for you to talk about him next the guy that you're Mm -hmm. working with it definitely seems like you're you know you you're moving fast um you like said your numbers are going up i've i've you Know, notice a lot of the explosive stuff that you're doing with him. Um, it, it, it's, it's fun to watch, man. It really is. So, uh, the doctor, um, what's mm-hmm. his name again? The and tell me who the, the doctor that you're working Brandon, with, also, yeah,
1: Brandon Brandon Bridgman. So, Brandon Bridgman is a chiropractor, and I mean, he is fantastic uh, to be honest. He does great soft tissue and adjustment work. Um, And so I when I went in, you know, I had had a common problem with my L5 sacrum, you know, it could have been I had a a knee out, whatever it may be. But as I progressed, I've been doing it twice a week, I do Tuesdays and Fridays, I've been doing it twice a week with him. And since then, I mean, it's maybe a sacrum, Um, it might be a a neck, so I might have something up in the seas. Um, But besides that, it's been fantastic being able to see how my body recovers. And then with his guidance, you know, I've onboarded some Necessities, So some adrenals, some liver and intestine, right. Some uh, collagen and with with his guidance, I've seen a lot of growth when it comes to the ability to recover my range of motion.
0: Those are, those are supplements, correct?
1: Supplements. Yeah. Yeah. So just like, could you list those again? Okay. uh, Collagen. um, Obviously I was already taking creatine. Um, I've got a pro cleanse that cleans out your liver and your gut. Um, I have liver and intestine pill. i just kind of keeps the lining of the walls night, uh, nice and healthy. I'm trying to take care of the adrenals, the wound healing gland, which is extremely important as a thrower. Um, the moment I took those, I noticed that my arm felt way better. My body felt way better just because I was, can you send job. send me
0: that uh, info if here in mind but, uh, here? Uh,
1: Hold on. Yeah, I'll send it to you. Hold on. Let me just pull them up. I have them actually here cause I brought yeah, them in today let's... for some of the college athletes. So, I'm taking her. I'll flip it here. Oh, I
0: find yeah. this interesting because, you know, everybody kind of has their own blend of, of what they've been. Oh, lost him for a second. Um, so, uh, Cordell's going over uh, some of the supplements that he's taking and it's not a normal multivitamin. It's, um, uh, he was talking about collagen, which I know is, is good for elasticity. It's actually good for your skin, but it's also good for your tendons, which is very interesting right there. Um, so the fact I've, I've never heard a, a person recommend that for a performance enhancing, um, situation. So that's yes. really an interesting. Hold on uh, here. I was just saying that I've All never right. heard of, Yeah.
1: Okay, so here's the creatine. Okay. So I'm taking the clean creatine, hydrolyzed collagen. So the reason why they, that uh, it was important for the hydrolyzed is because it doesn't have the cell walls broken down. So most collagens, at least 99% of them, they're going to be mushed down. So if you know like friction creates heat, right, which then breaks down the cell walls. So if we do a good job of taking hydrolyzed, so it's actually frozen, it doesn't break down the cell wall, which means your body's going to have better retention with inhibiting it. So I got the hydrolyzed collagen, I got the creatine, I take... We've got the Pro Cleanse, so this helps clean out your gut. I do this in the morning. I take one thing of it in the morning. We've got your aminos, so it's like literally flavored water. Your body needs aminos, or your building blocks are going to carry things back and forth. I've got my turmeric right here. i got my turmeric right here. Um, then I've got my tendon and ligament support. I've got my fish oils, omegas.
0: Yeah, and yeah, then the tendon I have my green...
1: Adrenal support. So that's all the stuff that I am taking. As soon as I uh, I don't know, say about a month into working with him, we just talked about it. I said, Hey, is there anything that I can add? I asked questions. I made sure that, you know, everything that I'm onboarding is approved. So any college athlete, any professional athlete could take all those things. There's not like you're gonna, you know, pee and then next thing you know it's like, Hey, come to my office, let's talk about your piss tre- your piss test and how you failed it. Like none of these would be taken by my athletes and have something negative happen with them. So
0: full performance, yeah. get everything that you possibly need to become a professional athlete. How do you do that? With, what, what What do you do? I didn't miss anything on nutrition, did I? Did you talk about nutrition? No, we were huh? just talking about how the doctor was... Um, yeah. It, yeah. It, tell me about it, nutrition. So
1: Yeah. So, so the doctor, so the doctor well, staying on, staying on supplements here for a second, but the doctor taught, you know, talks about how length is strength, right? So if I can have length in my muscles, I'm going to have the strength that I'm looking for, especially as a thrower. I need that elasticity length is strength though. And I love it, dude. This guy's like just preaches it. And so he gets in on the soft tissue work. Like it's cool. You can go to the chiropractor and get adjusted, but if he doesn't do soft tissue, I wouldn't touch him with a 10 foot pole. The soft tissue is where you're going to see the dividends, and that's why it, like the first post I put up of uh, Bridgman. There's a few of the driveline instructors that commented, and there's uh, Andres commented and was like, "Where can I find this guy in Arizona? Where can I find this guy down south?" Can And that's because there's extremely rare. This guy's a third generation chiropractor. His dad, his dad's dad did it. And so he, he understands the body and the anatomy in a way that I've never met with a chiropractor and the adjustments that he's able to perform, the soft tissue work he's able to perform. I mean, for me, it's posterior, it's under my scap. Since I lost my anterior labrum, my scap retraction has been less. And so to be honest, after doing two and a half months of soft tissue work, I can do that. I can do my posterior range of motion. So, you know, where you put your hand behind your back and see how far up it can go. Yeah. My hand goes up the same, the same height as my glove hand. That wasn't as good as before surgery. Hmm. Usually you have that throwers that right for elbow flexion is right. less because bad. they've been putting in Right. And so that's that's what I was talking about. It's like, bro, when I came in there, mine was flat, like literally flat. Like my elbow is the same height. My hand literally reaches up and touches the top of my scap now because of the soft tissue work. And that's dividends, I, bro. That's you know big. what? I,
0: I'm really I, – I was going to mention that because I remember seeing a video or a photo from showing your back, right? And I could see a winged mm-hmm. um, scapula when you were starting. And then I remember – you know that was a long time ago, but I remember recently mm-hmm. seeing it and then being like, "Oh wow, like you can definitely see some symmetry to his to his back now. He looks, you look way more mm-hmm. aligned." So that's that's interesting. Have you guys talked synapse? No, we haven't talked. Oh
1: synapse. Uh, no, we have not talked synapse. Hey, so the meal. Hold on, we'll knock out the meal and get synapse. But so length meal though. No,
2: okay, so I won't go in depth. Yeah. I'm just saying length. Okay. That's what you're saying. So that's mm-hmm. length.
1: Yeah it, yeah, it has to be, length is strength. Now, the, there's a now, okay, we could get off, hold on, hold on, I need to stay on this because I'm gonna lose it, I'm gonna get so excited here with you guys. But there's a few athletes that come in with, when it speaks to length and they get too far outside of their center of gravity with their stride. Do you, guys, do you guys see this commonly too, where they're going to stride 100, 105, 110% of their height, and that's not optimal. That is not where you're going to see the dividends. Most of our athletes, it's that 85 to 80% of your body height is where you're going to really see everything sync up properly, and you're not going to run into these huge deficiencies, whether it's I've stretched out too far, and now I get stuck on my front side, I don't know how to rotate, and my pelvis is in a bad position, right? and then my hands separated too far from my center of gravity if there's another thing that I can say with length is make sure that the athlete knows how far that they are striding. Like that is such an important thing that we see here. So many athletes think it's the Tim Winsicum. Obviously since we're Seattle, Tim Winsicum's legendary up here, but I don't need a six foot athlete striding eight feet. That's never, never going to work out besides Tim. It's extremely rare that that works out. And that's another big thing. Speaking of synapse and length there. So,
2: Nutrition, you
1: were gonna say? Yes, nutrition. Um, big thing for me is meal prepping, bro. I used to have such a bad diet. I mean, it was just awful. I drink. I'd go out there and I would eat just everything that I could, and it would be at random times. And so my body doesn't get organized, as you mentioned earlier. I like the way you said that, there, Cass. Uh, and so I'm set up on a meal plan. I'll either eat at nine, eight or nine o'clock in the morning, and I'll and I'll go every two, two and a half hours. And so I'll just stick to that, do six meals a day, and then I'll cut it. And I'll fast for 13 hours. So usually it's go two, 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 so five, not six, five. And then I'll cut it, and I'll fast for 13 hours. And that allows me to get new stem cells to regenerate. So since I'm grandpa right? I'm I'm old man. I need to be able to have stem cells regenerate so that I can heal a little bit quicker. Um, and I've noticed that my body's been able to recover a lot faster due to the fasting portion that I do through the night, as well as later on, and then eating on a structured time basis. What about you guys? Yeah.
2: Well, I have been all over the map. Um, mm-hmm. so my my personal life has made me make decisions on my health more than anything. <laughs> Um, So I'm actually really lean right now, just because I haven't had an appetite, and um, there there's there is, um, but then like there's also there's so many benefits down here. So like I was down to 182 last year, and I'm like 190, 190, 192 right now, Um, and I definitely I crossfitted my face off, so I definitely I've put on some muscle, some lean muscle too. But but the Mm -hmm. point is is that I don't think people that haven't you know messed with their nutrition. You know, especially like teenage teenagers is like <clears throat> there can be this extreme boost of energy by not eating. And like if you if you like poke this and, you know, pull that and you do it right and figure out what your body mm-hmm. likes and what it doesn't mm-hmm. like. Gosh, I, I just don't think people really, really understand. And it's challenging because you okay. have to be disciplined. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay, um, so you're
1: ready for this. you ready for this. Guys, okay, you ready for this. So I, I, I cut out my caffeine right from the previous time. And I only did it on the weekends uh, and I saw th- in three months, I saw three and a half, four miles an hour on every single one of my plowball ball throws go up just because I cut out my one cup of coffee in the morning. Everything else in the diet was exactly the same. My body, as soon as I took my pre-workout before I went to go throw, my body was like, wham, just throwing a techno party. It was ready to just hit an <laughs> unreal volume as you would say. I mean, literally, my body, I was in here and I was you like- ready oh. to go. My, <laughs> just bam, just ready to bang out. And so that's what I've been experimenting with. And so I'm going literally no caffeine. I'm really, like, literally going no caffeine. And I'm just, yeah, as soon as I get to that, cool. my body- Wham! my body's just going to take off. And I've noticed that that's been a huge thing. But how many athletes do you know? will come and be like, yo, let's get a bang. Yo, let's get one of these energy drinks, bro. And let's hit this. Like how many times do you see that before a workout, whether it's before or after, like they abuse caffeine. That is a huge one that athletes need to cut out. They need to be able to allow their body to naturally produce what it needs versus just throw anything and everything into it. Like it's a waste field.
0: It's good it's great dude i drink so guilty. much caffeine guilty i drink guilty. so much
1: caffeine. i'm in a great stance. i'm in a great stance by the way look at this stance i'm in a i'm in a long <laughs> stance baby
0: i'm in a long stance after that hey you just you just like to stay mobile you know really like Hell to get yeah. you know really get supple you know i gotta keep up with Cass. look at him he's looking all look at, look at you i see you wearing it's that here, really nice look at this guy yo hair. let's see it yo pull it pull it Nah, no, it's Woo! uh he got rid of the, he got rid of the man bun. Something.
1: Ladies, yeah. he's single. He's single. I have ladies. to,
0: I have to, um, yeah. All right. He <laughs> got him. I now love you. Now he's embarrassed. I love
1: you. Come on, man. You're <laughs> looking good. Wear it out. Hey, but no, for you guys, have you, have you guys noticed athletes do the same thing? Cause I see it all the time. They come in here. They're like, yo, let's get some bangs, bro. Let's go to Chick-fil-A. Let's eat everything.
2: Well, I mean, there's just not discipline structure in most households. I mean, it's, it's, Mm -hmm. I'm not saying it with judgment. It's like, it's a hard thing, you know? So for me personally, what I have done, um, is I have tried to simplify it as much as possible. This quarantine Mm -hmm. has definitely helped it out. Um, so this is, this was a blessing in disguise. So I'm a huge Jordan Mm -hmm. Peterson fan. His daughter, Michaela Peterson is on like beef only diet because she has autoimmune deficiencies stuff. Mm -hmm. And this has literally saved her life. And, and so I'm like, gosh, I really want to like just minimize things. So right now I'm trying to, you know, and this is the thing, if I don't plan enough, then I'm going to go to the the gas station and get a snicker bar and something else. So that's the flaw of what I'm doing, but I'm, I'm having a basically beef, potatoes, bacon, um, and cheese and then, uh, Brussels sprouts. And then what I, uh, what I need to be doing is I actually, speaking of caffeine, I, I'm, I'm just going to not listen to you cause I love spark. Um, I love <laughs> every morning I wake up, I have a spark with, mm-hmm. um, so spark is an advocate powder for those of you that don't know, and it's just caffeine yep. and vitamins. And, you know, I don't overthink this stuff. It makes my fruit taste amazing. So when mm-hmm. I have a fruit smoothie in the morning, I get fiber, I get a ton of extra vitamins cause I'm not a big fruit guy. And then mm-hmm. I'm just trying to crush my protein and get some veggies in, you know? So mm-hmm. I, I don't, this is a little extreme, but it seems to me that the only thing that you could eat one of would be some sort of protein, right? Mm-hmm. You can't exist on apples, yeah, right? Like exactly. you can, but what are you going to look like? Skin and bones, right? You're not, That's not even, yeah. so, so that's, well one you might get with...
1: bloated. You might get bloated <laughs> from all the sugar. You have, I've seen that. <laughs> sure. We have an athlete, bro, bro. We had an athlete come in here and I was like, bro, would you eat? Cause he couldn't sleep. And I was like, bro, like, have you tried melatonin? Like, have you tried some creative ways, if you get where I'm going with that? And he's like, well, you know, I usually just lay in bed at like 12 and I don't fall asleep till four. I'm like, that is a huge problem. That is deteriorating you, bro. How are you supposed to go out there and go to classes and picture This dude's successful, like a very good picture. And I was like, well, you know, what's your diet? And he's like, well, I eat a lot of fruit. And I'm like, what? Like, this is pure sugar, bro. I'm like, look at how your body's going to respond to that. Are you drinking a bunch of water? Well, No. I was like, "What are you drinking?" He's like, "Well, I have some monsters." And I'm like, the, the, "The level of ignorance and stupidity here is like, educate yourself on what you're doing, and it's in all aspects. And I'm guilty of it. Everybody's guilty of it. You know, if we just see it's common, we'll do it. We won't question it. We won't talk about
2: it. And that's the on, thing Cass, is, you, you, just have to, you yeah, but you're talking about surrounding yourself with people, and like that's the expectation, right? And this is these are hard conversations because." Because now you've got kids that are gonna be like, Mom, why does the pantry look like this? Are You're not helping me here. Like, I don't want that. <laughs> yeah. But I love those grandma's cookies. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, yep. what I mean? and it's just that yeah. you just have to make it so obvious to them. But, but part of it is you gotta experience it too, right? You gotta feel mm-hmm. the difference in it. Um, no. and, and it's hard, man. Life, life's, life's freaking hard, and it's these kids have a lot of sh- lot of
0: things on their plate. So it's interesting mm-hmm. too, because I've played around with different diets. I've done the carnivore diet. I saw some, mm-hmm. some um, interesting things for a month. Um, And mm-hmm. but with my body, you know, I lost a bunch of weight, but I also saw energy go up and down with situations and things, which were weird. But just like you said, mm-hmm. like body types, different heritages. There's a bunch of stuff. And so like i actually do better with a with a fast an intermittent fast with just coffee and then i don't eat until like 12 or 1 and then so i'm not mm-hmm. basically two large meals cuz i like to eat and but like kind of what works for me it's it's yep, it, it yep. Keeps me, I you know i run i run at a very high level mentally all day and like i just don't get affected. you know if it, to me six meals a day you know it's just there's a lot of work to that, you know, and with- yeah, oh, for sure, I, and do stuff too. So it's you know, if I could have a uh natural ball player mm-hmm. type of gym in San Diego, then I could make everything happen in one spot. I could probably, <laughs> you know,
2: hey,
1: yeah, but yeah, no, so I meal prep, so I, I knock out, so I have already at home. If
0: you were to go in the fridge, I
1: already have the next two days already planned, yeah. I already cover out. Like I made sure to just knock that all out. And the more that I've, I've prioritized the organization, the more that I've seen, like it's been very simple, the easier it has been to sleep, the less sleep that I've needed, the more that I've been able to work with athletes, the better the energy has been. It's not like, you know, we're riding that nice roller coaster. Everything's been, you know, even flow as you're talking about. So I'd say just like what you're talking about is experiment. Play with yourself. Make sure that you understand, okay, this doesn't work. This does work. Did Do it have a positive or negative effect and pay attention. But most athletes don't pick that up until it's over.
2: I just was uh, uh, going to shout out Flex Prep because we, hey. uh, we have a uh, Kelly, one of the girls at our gym, has a fantastic mm-hmm. meal prep company. And it's very okay. reasonable, very good. Very so, affordable. Yeah. And I should probably be using it now that you've, you're telling me how my nutrition needs to be even better. Hey,
1: I'm just saying, man, I'm, I'm open I'm open to ears, man. I want to throw no, 100 right. consistently off the bump. I want to throw 100 consistently off the bump. And I'm going to work until I can do it all the time. And that is the goal. I want to be a guy who can say that. It's my been my dream my whole life. Let's say that I can throw triple digits off the bump, baby. Let's get those gains. And I'm you willing know to do anything to do I, it.
0: I, I, I don't think people understand, like, what that actually is. Like, you're not blessed with it. Right. And so that's the argument. The argument is, is is, oh, it's it's just genetics. Right. And the more of the genetics argument that I get into, um, it's it's an it's a rather interesting um, conversation because I've just always been the guy that's like, I just don't agree. I, you know, you can't. Tell yeah. me, you just can't tell me no, because there's too many examples maybe not specifically to whatever the objective is, but like Mm -hmm. of somebody overcoming something just because they just literally didn't take no for the answer, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. There's some people, yeah, who can wake up. I can think of guys that can just wake up and play. You can think of guys who can wake up and
0: play. It doesn't mean
1: that they're gonna be that best for as long as they could be. It doesn't mean that they couldn't reach even farther. The whole point is, is that if you put in work, you pay attention to what it's telling you, you can probably figure out the direction you need to go pretty quickly. But we're usually blind to it because we're trying to focus on either the pre- or the future or the past rather than the present. I think that's something that's lost a lot. And we talked about that last year. I think Cass and I, you and I on the live, we talked about that is being there in the present, like understanding what's going on in the moment. And stop thinking way down in the future or way behind you and understand if you're paying attention right in front of you it's pretty easy to figure
2: out where your future needs to go
1: you got to be able to
2: answer some hard questions though right like Mm -hmm. what are you going to do today Mm -hmm. and it can't overwhelm you you can't set the bar too high you have to set the bar Mm -hmm. just low enough and have a plan that's not a very good plan, but a plan better than no plan and lower your standards. <laughs> Hell yeah, yeah fu- man, yeah. It's funny because then you can just go get get the things that you need to get. So,
1: mm-hmm. I would agree. Hey, hey, uh, there, oh, wow, there's one other thing I was going to say. When you guys get your facility, when you guys get your own facility here, and you guys are out there crushing it, I'm coming down, and we're going to have ourselves a party. I'm saying it right on live, so it's it's captured for everybody to see. I'm coming down. We're gonna have ourselves a coaching party.
0: Coaching party sounds good. Sounds yeah, like a blast.
1: yeah. We're just gonna invite. We're gonna invite everybody and anybody. And we're just gonna teach them how to coach.
0: Oh, a, a little certification. How about you know, you yeah? A certification for us, You know how just, illegal you,
2: is it to just like start playing music in the background of this?
1: Go <laughs> uh, for it. Well, uh, well I wonder if it'll it. get yeah, shut do down. That
0: don't do that yeah don't do that
2: it'll, it, it'll what if it's if it's 15 seconds or less is it worth mm-hmm.
1: yeah, we'll
0: on, yeah I, think it's, I think it's 10 now actually okay we're what getting we we're
1: getting a new piece in the gym we're getting a new piece in the gym Do you guys want to see right. the gym you
0: guys have to see yeah, yeah. let's yeah let's,
1: so let's got, w- walk us through it here okay Okay, so we've got the TV that hooks it up to the Rapsodo. We've got the LED board, obviously, that hooks up to the stalker. And then we've got a little side thing for the Pockerator. So we got one of these little clips that sits right on when we're doing both of them.
2: Where does Pockerator
0: display? Right Pockerator
1: displays here, but you can move it. We can move it right above it, so it just sits right above it, too. I
0: think the um, iPad maybe. looks so much better than the display board.
1: Yeah, and then we've got this. We've got all our tools. Our tools That's in here. We've really got three lanes. we Yeah, we've got three lanes. Um we've got our we've got our plethora of equipment in the back. Our seventeen thousand dollars in hack attacks in the back. just outrageous. So you have to set up. dual
0: hack attacks three,
1: on both sides. Four.
0: four. You four. You're running four hack four. attacks in one at the facility. same time. That's so gnarly. Yep. We've so what a, can you what what? If you're running four, tell me what four pitches are coming out.
1: Uh, fastball, changeup, fastball, curveball, fastball slider, some some sort of variation. Um, and so what's nice is I'm actually getting that k motion vest here. I'm actually as soon as I get off the phone, I'm on on the phone with them, and I'm gonna purchase that. So I'm super excited for that. Um, and I'll be able to track how athletes and their kinetic chain work against the different pitches. Because you can see it as a coach, right? You can see it on the wrap set when it pops up with their spin, whether it's the the distance, exit velocity, the consistency of it. But having that K-motion vest is going to help us be able to track how the athlete does against different pitches and their outputs. Because some athletes will see a curveball, and it'll be like, game on, and they'll just donkey slap it. And then they see a fastball, and they take a defensive swing. Like it's just, it's interesting to watch, but you know, the, 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 the hack attacks, I'm telling you, man, if you had, if you were a facility and you had bank, you should buy a whole bunch of them, bro. It's unlimited dividends, unlimited. It is the arm that never breaks. Like I can throw for a while, but I'm going to definitely pass out at some time. I can turn that thing on for eight hours and shoot 100 mile fastballs all day. I'm telling you, if if you're a facility, you got to get it. You got to get the hack attacks. I'm sold on them.
0: That's exciting. You definitely, we are intrigued for sure. When, if, when, or if that ever happens, we, you know, we'll we'll see how it goes. It will happen.
1: You guys have, you guys have the best training down there in the area. Guaranteed, look at what you guys do, man. You guys have so much content that comes out that is quality It's not just BS. You guys have a plethora of content. I don't post as much content as you guys. You guys have more plus content than myself or a lot of other accounts. And I think that that's something that is, is undeniable. It's very recognizable. I think you guys would agree. You guys do a very good job of publishing at all ages athletes. I mean, you guys, should, you guys work with big leaguers. You guys got Vance out there throwing two seamers that are running 20 inches horizontally <laughs> in the parking lot you got a big leaguer throwing in the parking lot. That's my whole point is you know what you're doing is you got a big leaguer that wants to throw in a, in a parking lot. Think about I've been around a bunch of big leaguers when I was working with the with Buck when I'd come down there to Arizona. Throw, and They would come and hit in this just ragtag cage. I'm talking like I've seen Nolan Arenado, Bruce Maxwell. I've seen Kevin Plot. I've seen a lot of these big leaguers in person hit in just absolutely atrocious environment because the coach knew what they was doing. It's the same thing with you. You have a big leaguer thrown in a parking lot to you, and it is so cool to watch because you know what the hell you're doing. Sorry, I just had to get. I just had to say it.
0: Appreciate it. Yeah, it's he's Thanks. he's a blast.
2: He it is. It's like playing a video game. And him. we got seven year olds in basements, three thousand miles away.
1: Mhm. Hell yeah! Seeing doing K drills, step backs, lean backs, baby. I see you doing it. I see you doing it the most. It's so
0: fun. It is really fun. Well, hey, I don't no. want to eat up too much more of your time. We've been going for about an hour and 20. So um, let's let's update everybody on where you are. <laughs> let's let them know where hey, you are, Okay. They can get a hold of you. Well, this is it. So when you come down here and you
2: throw your little party, yeah, yeah. this is what we're going to listen to right here. Club. <laughs> That's it.
0: That's hilarious.
2: There it is. Oh, man. it's Ween. ween boys club.
1: Wayne Boys Club, Maine Boys Club. Club. Okay. Yep. Hey, you got to give credit where credit too right? Yeah, tell them daddy's ready to get down and dirty till their music, baby. <laughs> All right. Um <laughs> Hey, uh no, Kirkland we're, we're in Kirkland, Washington. Um I mean, we've got 6,000 square feet, three lanes, a full full weight room and gym. Uh, I, I would say that in five years we plan on going five times the size of this so if you're going to be with us and you're going to come here and you want to visit know that we're always working towards growth and development um, and, I, and I'm excited to be a part of this process to be fortunate enough to have friends like you that help motivate myself as well as the athletes that we're working with so I appreciate you having me on here Johnny I'm gonna get my pose
0: for you and, uh, for nobody that knows you're me. a gentleman and a scholar this six foot <laughs> yeah. this guy is enormous and he's just one of the nicest humans. All right, he, he cracks me up. Uh he's a blast. Follow him. If you haven't seen his highlight reel, I watched it I don't know six times. Like just of like him and then him yeah. getting getting excited and then me getting excited. And then it made me think about when we went up there, we were throwing live to your hitters, mm-hmm. and I was mm-hmm. watching you pump for sure ninety-seven at your guys, mm-hmm. and them hey. at sliders like outside of the batter's box. It was hilarious. Uh-huh. That's also hey, what about live. your you cutters. You go see that. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah.
1: Don't Come forget on. about your cutter, Cash. Don't forget about your your sporadicness, and then deciding <laughs> to drill drill my man in the back, bro. I still, I, I came, I come across that, like, every so often on the photos <laughs> when I'm scrolling through, and I love it. I just
2: love it, because the look on his face is like, oh, my gosh, I got hit in the back again. <laughs> oh, that
0: Just the whole scenario that is not on camera leading up that is so good, too. And then, fantastic, uh, I just felt bro. like it was a good troll to put it, you know, that's his happy birthday. I put <laughs> Yeah, fantastic. Oh, yeah, it was so good, bro. I loved it fully. You guys, <laughs> oh, you guys do it
1: right, though. It's fun down there. There, man, it's fun. Your athletes, you can tell, man, they're smiling. You got people that are trying to hang out and listen to content. Like, think about that how many times you've been in a facility and, and you've just, you just leave, right? You don't hang out, you don't want to hang out, right? You got some other things to do. It looks like from your videos and talking to you that you have a lot of athletes that would just hang out, that would just sit there and want to watch the content. And that's extremely powerful. That tells you that you're doing a very good thing down there, guys.
0: Yeah, I, I don't, uh, I think that's important, like, uh, to have. Major League Baseball on in the gym when people are there, mm-hmm. you know, because they yeah. want to see it anyway, you know. Facts. Um, and, and so, you know, you just don't. Kids don't watch games anymore, you know. Like I, yeah. I, I uh, uh, my wife and I fight over what we watch. I know we're trying to sign off, but um, it's hilarious. <laughs> she won't. She just doesn't want to watch baseball, and I'm like, all right, I'm gonna go to the other room. Like, I got Like, there, there's a, there's a, a Brad Paisley song.
1: Well, I'm going to miss her. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. gone fishing, exactly. right? <laughs> it's, yeah. so, it's so good. But, yeah, I've gone watching baseball is what I was trying to get at. That's
0: hilarious. They Bye, just guys. need
2: to make a 20-minute game and put five to eight minutes of advertisements, and it's just game over. It's so easy. It's simple. Boom.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, simple like, as the pimple. We could just watch pitch after just with Bam, 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 bam. 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 People would, just people rage would pay
2: it. so much money. For sure. MLB, figure it out. All right, Cordell, you're the best.
1: Talk to you again soon, man. I appreciate you you coming on, man. Thanks again.
2: Cheers. Thanks for having me, baby. Cheers.